Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. It's a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of 1 Corinthians. Today is episode 387. Looking at 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 4 through 9. Let's read our passage. I always thank my God for you because of the grace of God given to you in Christ Jesus, that you were enriched in him in every way, in all speech and all knowledge. In this way, the testimony about Christ was confirmed among you, so that you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will also strengthen you to the end, so that you will be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful. You were called by him into fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Well, this is the second part of the introduction to Paul's letter to the Corinthian church. This is Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. It was written from Ephesus during the third missionary journey, about A.D. 56, about five years after the founding of the church in Corinth. There's problems in the church. There's a letter that's been sent to Paul from people in the church informing him of some of the problems and asking him some specific questions. And Paul is responding, addressing these problems in the church. The church in Corinth is a problematic church. It's still a church, though. And in this, you see Paul's thanksgiving for them in that they are a church, despite the problems they may have. So he begins with, I always thank my God for you. Thank is the the operative word here, and there's two main clauses in this section of verses 4 through 9. 4 through 8 is a, a single sentence in the original Greek, and the key word there is thank. All the things in 4 through 8 are the things that he's thankful for. And then verse 9, the focus is on God is faithful. So he says, I always thank my God for you. He says that to most of the churches he writes to. I'm always thanking God for you. And I think it's that's true. But what's noteworthy here is this is a church that's got some real problems, some real issues, but he's, he's still thankful to God for this church. And he explains, because of the grace of God given to you in Christ Jesus. So it's not because of them that he's thankful. It's because of the work of God that he's thankful. In this whole introductory section here, he's trying to make a, a shift in their thinking from the things about them to the things about God. All this section, it's about what God has done, what God is doing. So he's thankful because of the grace of God. Now, the word grace, the Greek word is charis which is interesting because the Greek word for gifts is charisma, which is very closely related to grace. And he uses that word here in this introductory part, and it becomes a significant part of the letter itself. So verse 5, he says uh, he's thankful to God because of the grace that God has given them in Christ Jesus, and that they were enriched in him, that is in Jesus, in every way, in all speech and knowledge. Now, it's curious that he mentions this, being enriched by speech and knowledge. Okay, it's, they are for the better. They are uh, improved because of the speech and knowledge. 
Interesting he uses speech and knowledge. Speech and knowledge are two words that occur more in the Corinthian letters more frequently than other letters that Paul writes. So of all the times he uses those two words, uh, half of them are in the letters to the Corinthian church. So it's interesting that he specifically uses these two words. And these are spiritual gifts that are mentioned later on in the letter that he addresses. So it's probably not just speech and knowledge he's referring to, but the spiritual gifts of speech and knowledge. These are specific gifts, charisma, that flow out of the charis from God in Christ Jesus. In verse 6, he says, In this way the testimony about Christ was confirmed among you. How is it that the, the testimony about Christ was confirmed? God's activity in their lives is what confirmed their testimony. Verse 7, so that you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. So here we see that word gift, charisma. Now part of the problem with the Corinthian church is their abuse of spiritual gifts. A whole big section of this letter is devoted to their abuse, their misuse, their wrong attitudes about spiritual gifts. But here he's giving thanks for the spiritual gifts. Well, he's thankful for the spiritual gifts because they're from God. And so if God has given them gifts, that is something to be thankful for. He'll address the problems with their attitudes about the gifts later on. And specifically, these gifts are to equip them as they wait for the return of Jesus Christ. Now, at this point, verses 4 through 7 have been about what God has done. Verse 8 is about what God will do. He says, He will also strengthen you to the end, so that you will be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. So God's been doing things. God has given them gifts. God has enriched them in speech and knowledge and confirmed their testimony. He's done these things, but he's going to continue to do things and strengthen them till the end, in which they're waiting for the return of Jesus Christ. Then verse 9. This is a different clause in the Greek. The point here is God is faithful. You were called by him into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. So he's thankful for what God has done, and he trusts that God will continue to do what is right, that God will continue to work in their lives. Now, the point here is that everything is from God and given in Christ Jesus. He's trying to redirect them from their focus on human and worldly issues to focusing on God and his plan. Because their focus about the gifts is who's the greatest, who's the most spiritual. They got a real problem with human leaders that they're following and who they want to align with. And so Paul's trying to redirect their thinking from people to God, from themselves to God from the gifts to the giver of the gifts. So they are wanting to stress the gifts themselves. Paul's wanting to stress the gift giver, that is God, and get him to think more about the one who gives the gifts versus the gifts themselves. So Paul's not just buttering them up. He is honestly thankful for them because he's thankful for what God is doing. But as 
an apostle of Christ Jesus, he is going to provide correction to the problems they are dealing with, specifically dealing with the gifts and their divisions among themselves. So his focus here is that he is thankful for God because he's thankful for whatever God would do. And God is working with them, even though at times they don't seem to be cooperating. He's still thankful for what God has done, what God is doing, and what God is going to continue to do, and how God's going to work in them through the future until Christ returns. And so it's a, it's a good redirect for all of us to make sure we're not focusing so much on the things that God does for us, and then forget to actually think about God himself and what he is doing and why. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through 1 Corinthians 